welcome to the Birth Story Therapist Podcast, a safe space for mamas and parents to share their birth stories, discuss common issues experienced with parenting, feel heard and validated, engage in discussion about the complexity of their motherhood journeys, and how they manage their mental health along the way. Come here every week to hear from mamas who are just like you, figuring it out one day at a time. Hear from myself, Crystal, licensed therapist, host of this podcast, and private practice owner of Southeast Perinatal Counseling. I specialize in maternal mental health, if you haven't guessed already. I'll share helpful tips and techniques to manage your mental health as you navigate motherhood, both in the perinatal and postpartum period, as well as bring on other mamas so you can gain from their history, their stories, maybe some gems that you can apply to your motherhood journey. And of course, I also have on professionals within the maternal mental health space that might be able to offer additional techniques and resources to help you along the way. So today we're talking about finding ways to stay connected to who you are as an individual, as a person, after becoming a mom. This is a topic that I'm sure you, if you're already a mother, have somehow found yourself in or talking about with your girlfriends or with your family. It's truly a topic that um, needs more attention and we need to have continued conversations about identity within motherhood and how it quickly can vanish and how important it is for us to be able to reclaim it and to be able to sustain it um, because it's so important. So there are many, many adjustments that take place when children become a part of our lives. And to be truthful, it can be difficult in finding ways to honor who we are. Things like having time or energy to cater to the things that make you, you. <laughs> Other things like finding childcare, scheduling conflicts with your partner, or maybe even looking around and not knowing what makes sense for your life in this moment now that you are a mom. And yes, even that truth tricky little emotion called mom guilt that creeps in and says, wait, 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 you're a mom now. You shouldn't be doing that, right? I think we've all been there again if we have already um, begun our journey in motherhood. It's so important that we lean into this episode and other information out there that supports us in getting back to who we are before we became a mom, those things, but also new things that, you know, we can integrate into our life as our life is now on a completely different journey than it was before. So I wanted to share about five tips with you today on how you can do just that, connect with your identity and motherhood and continue being an awesome mom that I know you all are. So number one, no particular order here. It's helpful to acknowledge the situations or events within your life that may look different than what you're familiar with. So before you had your children or things that you're experiencing now that maybe you want to be different, right? So that's one thing, identifying those situations and events. The other half of that is validating whatever emotions are attached to those situations and events and figuring out what that means to you and being mindful of it. And so what that can look like is saying, 
you know, my time looks different now that I have become a mom and have a little or littles. And I feel frustrated because it's been difficult to find time for myself. I'm exhausted, right? This is that energy piece. I'm exhausted because by the time I work and take care of the kids and maybe even do a little house chores, I don't have the energy to do anything else, right? Like I don't have the energy to pour back into myself. And so being mindful of not just the situation, so, you know, taking care of home and work balance and um, the specific types of things like your energy and time, those value-based things are incredibly important because we know that if we do have the time and we do have the energy, then we probably can engage in activities And instead of feeling frustration or exhaustion, we might have the opposite, right? Like we may have happiness or joy and contentment. And so it's extremely important, again, identify situations that may be causing stress or may be limiting your ability to engage in activities um, or the values or meet your values um, that you want to, to happen in your life. And also that emotion as well. One thing that I want to note there is when you can identify the situation causing stress and conflict with your identity or your values and bring awareness to your emotions, you're giving yourself an opportunity to honor what's affecting you, but you're also shining a light on the areas of your life that need more nurturing. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Number two, assessing the areas of your life where your interests once fail. I'll be the first one to say that when I became a mom, like, it's like I totally forgot, like, who I was. Like, I totally forgot the things that really brought me, Crystal, happiness. And, I mean, I'm like two years um, into this now and, or about to be two years into this and just figuring out, like, yeah, I like to get dressed up. <laughs> and so, yeah, I can I can wear something else besides leggings. Um, and so just being mindful of that is extremely important. So yes, so staying on topic here. So assessing the areas of your life where your interests once fail, an activity that you can do to help you get back to remembering or even exploring those activities or situations Um that once brought you joy or happiness or contentment or fulfilled your life and brought you purpose might be making a list, right? Like reflecting on the last time when. We've all had to answer that question at one point or another in our life, whether it's been on an interview or a date or some random Christmas question at a holiday get together. Tell me about a time when. So I encourage you to ask yourself to tell you, (laughs) mama, Tell yourself about a time when you experienced joy before having children, when you had belly laughs, when happiness exuded from you, when you could walk into a room and someone knew, oh yeah, that girl, she is fun. Like she she has fun. She knows where to get it from. I want you to think about those times, make a list, and then I want you to challenge yourself to figure out how valuable those things were for you back then. Give yourself the space to explore how worthy you are right now of continuing to experience those things in life, 
but also how worthy you are of feeling those emotions. You know, when I look back over the two years of being a mom, I think that I can easily say, oh my goodness, like these are times when like I totally lost my cool and like was angry or yelled or, you know, was sad. But like how often are we looking in the mirror or reflecting on those times when you showed up for yourself, when you had happiness, when you were able to laugh, when, you know what I mean? Like we're not just looking at pictures or flipping over a photo album, but we're actually pouring into ourselves daily with some type of reflection about what that looks like for us and how valuable and meaningful and purposeful it was and why that can't be present now, right? And so when I say why it can't be present now, it's really a reflection and a charge for you to challenge yourself to look for evidence that supports you and not keeping those things from your life right now. So you can take this as a journal prompt. (laughs) You can take that as a reflection activity. Take it for what it's worth. But I think I said last week, if not today, then today, right? Like I want you to challenge yourself to do this today. Number three, evaluate your resources. Consider realistically how to utilize your support, how to utilize your time, and how your energy can most be productive in meeting your intentions. So anybody who knows me knows that I use the word intentions instead of goals because I feel like goals really puts like this perfectionism (laughs) type standard over you. Whereas intentions are like, yes, I intend to get to these things, but if I don't, I am not a failure. I'm not inadequate. There's no shame. There's no guilt. That's where I'm at. (laughs) So that's what I mean by intentions. So when I say evaluate your resources, what I'm talking about is, you know, oftentimes in my private practice, I have moms say that my day was jam packed. When we look at their week and it's like, why were you, you know, so stressed out? Like what was, what was something that maybe you could have managed differently? Maybe something that you put on your plate that didn't necessarily need to be there. It always comes down to, well, I should have been able to get these things done. I have to. There is a need. But when we really break those things down, is it really a need or are those things perceived to be? And so what I mean by that is, yes, every people have to eat, right? Like your children, your, your mate, everyone has to eat. Um, but being mindful that that doesn't mean like having to cook a full course meal every single night of the week. You can eat out also if that means cutting some time off of your day or off of your task or responsibility so that you can pour back into the things that connect you to who you are. Cleaning as well. Settling your littles down for bed. Things like that. So again, when I speak of this jam-packed day and looking at, you know, what you need to do versus those non-priority things, it's looking at where you're putting you as a priority. And if it's the leftover time that you have at like midnight, like really, is that, you know, purposeful time, productive time that you can really utilize to, to get what you need out of whatever activity it is that you're doing? Probably not. 
right? Like you're probably exhausted. You're probably by that point, if you're like me or like some other moms that I engage with, you're probably thinking about tomorrow too, right? And so if you are spending that last bit of energy that you have after a full, full day, then I encourage you to do things that can ground you. So mindfulness activities, um, grounding activities that can really allow you to be present. And if that's difficult for you, then don't spend all day doing all of these other things and leave yourself as a priority for the end of the night, right? Look back over the day. And so one thing that might be helpful in doing this is to, again, figure out those necessary things that have to get completed. Like if there's a bill that needs to be taken care of, like obviously, again, your children have to eat. Um, If you... um, well, not if you, but you have to bathe, right? Like you have to take a shower, things like that. Like those necessary things that have to get done. Like obviously those things get done, um, but there might be some other activities or tasks or responsibilities that you typically have on that priority list as well. But maybe you can shift that responsibility over to your partner. Maybe you can save it for another day and take five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, even an hour out of your day and use that time for you, right? Like maybe you can tag team it. Maybe you can have that difficult conversation with your partner or support team and say, hey, I feel like I am doing X, Y, and Z and I need to take mm, half a Y and half a Z off of my plate so that I can be able to pour back into the things that you know, bring me happiness and joy. And I encourage you to do that. Number four, along with what we were just talking about is also ensuring once you've figured out how to potentially fit this into your schedule is to set a boundary around that sacred time and know that not only is it okay for you to do this, but it is healthy, right? Like setting a boundary might sound like we talked a few days ago about me meeting up with my yoga group and I'm going this Friday to the studio and I'll be going from two until four. My phone will be on silent and in my locker so that I won't get distracted by checking on you or the kids. I'll be back shortly after, right? So you not only have communicated that we had talked about this before. You were assertive in reaffirming their arrangement. (laughs) Um, You also were very clear that this is your sacred time and you will honor this time and honor yourself and be present in this activity, whether it's, again, engaging with the other yogis in your yoga group or um, just a session in general. And you're, you're giving that to yourself. And I think it's so important to remember that boundaries can look so many different ways. It can be, I don't have time for that. It can be a statement of, no, that's not something that I will be able to do because I'm using my time to do X, Y, and Z, or I have this plan for myself. No, I cannot put John in the bath tonight. 
this is something that I want to do. I want to be able to sit down and read this novel that I just picked up from Barnes and Noble. Like you being able to set your boundaries and understand that we all do this, right? And I think that when we become a mom, we sometimes get into this rhythm or I sometimes hear moms in my private practice say this routine of go mode from this thing to that thing. And then you look back over your day and you're like, crap, I didn't do anything for myself, but not just that, like, who am I if I'm only doing these things for everybody else? And so I encourage you to know that boundaries are a healthy way for you to get back to connecting with who you are. Number five, extending to yourself permission and compassion as you shift your perspective from being just a mom to being a mom that is a part of who you are right? And so being a mom is part of you, but it does not make up who you are, right? And so this gives you the space to honor the things that matter to you, your values, um, the activities that you engage in, your boundaries, like we just talked about, even your family, right? Like you, you do honor your family by also showing up for yourself, but you do this without judgment. And that's where that compassion piece comes in. And so in doing this, not only are you reminding yourself of the humanness that exists within motherhood, like wanting or needing to stay connected to things that enrich you as a person, but also accepting that this looks different, right? Like recognizing that your life right now has different expectations, your dreams, your priorities, all of those things look different. They may have shifted from what they did before you became a mom. But we have to remember that different does not equal the inability to. Different does not equal the inability to. You can still have, participate, and engage in all of the things that shape your identity and honor who you are as a mom without saying, I have to give up being a mom. (laughs) You can do them in tandem. And I would encourage you to do so. So I am someone who really likes to put a charge out there. And so I know I put one out there earlier for reflecting on the things that, you know, in the past brought you happiness or joy or contentment. And so I want to put another charge out there and I want you to ask yourself when, right? So sometimes we are um, more easily able to say, I'm going to get on that or I'm going to start doing that, or, um, you know what, that's just what I needed. But when, when are you actually going to actively put your feet to the ground and go to that yoga yoga studio? Or when are you going to actually put your feet to the ground and go join that painting class or go to that, I don't know, virtual trivia night? Like, when are you going to do these things? And so I am putting a charge out there for all of us, myself included, to pick a day within the next three weeks, right? I think we have three weeks left in the month. We're just going to say three weeks are left in the month. (laughs) So um, pick a day within the next three weeks and have that be for you in whatever that looks like, whether that means 
getting, if you're a working mom, getting your emails out of the way the day before or getting your clients tended to before the end of the week. That way, whatever day you choose, let's say it's a Sunday, you, you've got your stuff done. You're not up at midnight on Saturday trying to like figure out how to get everything done or taken care of. You've already communicated with your partner or with your support person what your boundaries are around the sacred time that's coming up on Sunday. You've got a plan and you know that you are going to execute the heck out of this intention, right? Like you, you're there. You're all in it. Another thing that I want you to be mindful of is when we talk about things looking different now that you're a mom, it's so important that um, we remember what I mentioned earlier about intentions versus goals. Whew. Expectations, as we all know, look a hell of a lot different now that we are moms. And so giving yourself the, the, the space to see that even if you set aside a day for you, so let's go back to that Sunday and let's say that day was supposed to be filled with, um, going out and getting something other than leggings, right? Going shopping for like a colorful top <laughs> instead of just leggings, um, and, and, and sandals. Um, but something that, that connects you to who you are and, you go in to a store and all of a sudden it starts raining and you're like, oh my gosh, now my day is completely ruined. I can't, you know, those negative thoughts, that inner talk starts coming in and telling you that this was a horrible idea. And you just need to run back home to your children. Like, no, give yourself the flexibility in your expectations to say, Maybe I spend another little lap around Target. Maybe I go to the Starbucks nearby and get me a white mocha or a chai tea latte and hang out there with a nice book for a little bit. Like give yourself the flexibility to know that things are going to look different and it's totally okay, right? And so, yes, I used inclement weather, but it could also be like your partner or your support system bailing on you or canceling on you at the last minute. And so, you know, whereas they were going to watch your child and now they aren't, you have to figure out how to make this work with your kids. So going back to that yoga studio example, let's say you were going out to the yoga studio to like connect with other yogis and um, engage in uh, yoga and you're no longer able to do that because of you know, your babysitter canceling on you or your husband saying that he has to run out for business or something. And so instead, what do you do? Maybe you decide, okay, I can't go to the yoga studio, but I'm still going to do yoga. I'm going to strap this baby to my back, right? In the little carrier or your sling and go to the nearby park and do your yoga or sit in your garage or on your living room and put on YouTube and do yoga in there. Call your girlfriend and ask her to join you on a virtual yoga session in your living rooms together. I want you to know that this is something that you can do. You can honor your values. You can honor the things that you enjoy and that you love with also being a mom. And I hope that you'll share with me at some point if I know you, if I don't know you, you know, send me an email right at the end of uh, this podcast episode. Share with me on my Instagram page, birthstory.therapist. Share with me whether or not you've set that date, whether or not you have met that intention to pour back into yourself, to connect back to who you are as a person. I hope so. I hope to hear that soon. As always, it's important for me to know that this podcast 
does not replace being connected or receiving therapeutic services from a licensed mental health clinician. If you are experiencing a life-threatening emergency, please call 911 or go to your local emergency room. You can also find additional resources on episode two, one being postpartum.net, where you can get connected with support groups, as well as therapists, psychiatrists, other providers within your community that may be of service to you on your motherhood journey. Again, that resource is postpartum.net, but you can find additional ones on episode two. Thank you.